from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. All right, how goes it? It is the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hope this finds you well, and a very special week continues on our program. We've had some great guests this week, and guest co-hosts, that's for sure. So welcome into the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, and that fun continues today with, um, for the first time, one member of the Saints, one member of the Pelicans, as we come to you here on this Thursday. Uh, Sean Kelly here with you, and at one microphone is Anthony Morrow, of course, of the New Orleans Pelicans, and Ben Grubbs, guard for the New Orleans Saints. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good morning. Welcome into Studio B. This is our little uh, our little slot on campus here. Nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're still decorating a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, we have some uh, ways to go, but uh, glad you're here. And again, certainly a first. We had Jason Smith as a co-host on Monday, Darius Miller on Tuesday, Ryan Anderson on Wednesday, and now you two gentlemen today. So okay. very, very cool. We've got a lot to cover today. Ben's got a big charity softball game coming up in almost two months to the day. Uh, so I want to talk about that today. We have a, a loss last night, Amo, unfortunately, to talk about against the Grizzlies, but yeah. it's been a nice homestand so far. So there are a couple of topics to, uh, to go over, and I'm glad you're both here because you can kind of carry the show. My voice is just about shot from what was a pretty exciting game last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you might know, by now the Pelicans lost uh, with 1.5 seconds less, left last night, falling to the Grizzlies 90-88 to in a shorthanded situation. Both Tyreek Evans and Eric Gordon were out due to illness last night. So, what, Amo, like 10 guys available? Is yeah. that about right? Yeah, we're a little shorthanded. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's part of the game. You got a look there near the end. Yeah. You had that three lined up. Yeah, it was deep, but uh, – you know, I make that all the time, man. I just missed it, you know. But if you want to take those shots, you got to be prepared to miss some of them too. So it is what it is. All right, Mr. Morrow's a Georgia Tech guy. Ben, you're an Auburn guy, right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty close together in terms of geogra- geography. You're a Charlotte yeah. kid, though, originally. Yeah. Ben, where are you from originally? I'm from Alabama. Oh, you're from yeah. Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So good, good. Uh, hey, let's let's talk about the, the, the charity softball event. Uh, okay. Kind of kick off the show with that. May 15th, correct? Right, Thursday, May 15th, uh, 6 o'clock will be the Home Run Derby. Luke McCown won last year, and um, shortly after the Home Run Derby, we will play the softball game. So this is my second year doing it here in New Orleans, so I'm excited. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better uh, this year. Different faces, you know, with, uh, you know, every year free agency brings in new people, and some some familiar faces leave, so – you know, it's going to be exciting for the fans to get a chance to um, interact with some of the new Saints players. All right, Jarris Bird was in here yesterday, right here in Studio B. Okay. And uh, he said he played baseball in high school. Yeah. So maybe you can hit him up. Right, yeah. Hopefully he can uh, participate in this event. I mean, I'm sure the fans will love to see him. And uh, it's it's defense versus offense. But if he's pretty good, he can play on my on, on my on my team, oh, off, offensive team. Players, right, right, right. So we lost last year, so we have to avenge our loss. And um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's all for the kids. I teamed up with the Boys and Girls Club um, in New Orleans, and, um, you know, having them out last year, they, they had a great time, you know, because they were able to interact with some of the players that they may not, you know, get a chance to do that otherwise. So it's going to be a good event. We're going to raise a lot of money for them, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a – uh it's gonna be it's gonna be an event where you know the fans can come and see the players for the first time during the off season uh, so you just simply charge an admission or do you ask for donations or how's that work it's there's it's twelve dollars okay um it's twelve tickets are twelve dollars you can get your tickets on ticketmaster.com or uh at the zephyrs ticket office mm-hmm. and um you know we'll just take from that now, now, have you been known to? I know it's only going to be the second year, but are you are you open to signing a ringer, just for your team? Make somebody a saint for a day, just to make sure that they're on your softball team. A like, saint for the day. You know, like like when you were in Baltimore, I think that you worked with Cal Ripken for a while there. Mm-hmm. So, is there a is there a ringer out there that um, let's just say is a cut above when it comes to softball that? Maybe not a member of the Saints roster, but you'd make him one for the day just to make sure your side is a slight advantage. Are you are you not above? Are you above that, or is Am that I right above? in your wheelhouse there? I mean, I never thought about it, and I may I wouldn't mind humbling myself to to that level, <laughs> but it's it's something to think about. I mean, you've given me a couple of ideas already uh, to think about, so I I'm not opposed to it. So we will have to see. Yep. Yep. Amo, you would never do that, right? Uh, I definitely would. Clean up hitter, man. Clean up hitter? Yeah, just put me in. I got I you. I hear you. <laughs> ben, I can tell when we talked before we started the podcast today, just your face kind of changes. There's a little glimmer in your eye when you talk about this event and being involved in the community. Um, and, Anthony, for you, too, I know that you've been involved over the years during your various stops through the NBA. Yeah. What is it about that, about that opportunity – to, I guess, everyone wants to use the word give back. But to me, it's just more about taking care of your blessings, I guess, is what I'm getting at here. What yeah. What is it about for both of you that kind of charges you up when you get involved with these kind of things? Um, well, for me, you know, it's not it's not only a blessing for the kids, but it, it also blesses me. Um, today, I'm going down to the Boys and Girls Club and, uh, you know, helping out with the uh, – with the church that comes in and do and um does Bible study on Thursdays for from four thirty to five thirty. And uh, you know, a couple of weeks when I was there, you know, just seeing the excitement on the kids' faces, you know, when I walk through the door, um, you know, just being able to interact with the football player, you know, that they look up to, you know, it makes me feel makes me feel good and in return I'm able to you know, if I can touch one kid there, you know, I've 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 done my job. And not only that, you know, leading the kids to Christ is 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 a is a big deal because a lot of player, I mean, a lot of kids don't um, are not exposed to that. So just exposing the kids, giving them opportunity to uh, you know to to experience some things that you know they may not if I'm not there. So I just want to utilize my time wisely here on Earth, and um, you know, just not be selfish with what God has given me, but also give it back. What about you, Anthony? Um, I think I think Ben made a great point when he said, you know, if you can touch one kid at, at a time, that's you know, that's 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 big, especially when you know you speak to so many kids and so many people come out to the event, you know, just because they see you on television, you want to be able to interact with those kids and let them know that 
for myself that I was just like them one day. You know, with my foundation, Anthony Marl Foundation, I've done a lot of charity work in terms of, you know, donations with the church, um, block parties in, in my old neighborhood. Uh, I have my um, summer league, summer league in, in the summertime, which a lot of that is geared towards the kids as well, even though it's something for the, you know, for the adults to do. But um, I think the, the main thing about charity is, like you said, not so much just giving back, but, you know, uh, just showing people that you're still a part of what you grew up and, you know, you want to be a part of that, you know, honestly, forever. You know, you want to leave your staple in your neighborhood, not just because you wore a jersey, but because, you know, you made it out of those circumstances and you want to be able to show people that they can do it as well. That's mm-hmm. Anthony Morrow, the Pelicans. Ben Grubbs of the New Orleans Saints here in Studio B with yours truly, Sean Kelly, here on this uh, kind of a cool edition of the Black and Blue Report on this Thursday. You can follow the show on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Uh, and you can follow me at Sean Kelly Live. I know you're involved on Twitter pretty heavily, right, Anthony? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. All right, the handle, if they don't have it, is what now? <laughs> Mr. Anthony Morrow, just M-R, Anthony Morrow, no space. Rather formal there. Ben, mm-hmm. what about you? Um, ben Grubb, 66. I need more followers, so. Okay. Yeah, so you can talk it up for me. All right, and then you guys can follow each other, and then yeah, who yeah. knows what will happen. There we go. Let me ask you this. I, I, you know, I said at the top here that it was, it was unique to have a member of each of the franchise teams – in the studio here today. What's it been like? Uh, you've been both here, uh, obviously, long enough to kind of feel the impact of you, Ben, having a, an NBA team across the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Anthony, you uh, having the NFL facilities here as well. What's that been like from a player standpoint in what we understand to be the only situation in North America where two major league <laughs> franchises are on the yeah. same spot? I mean, you really don't get that much interaction. Yeah, <laughs> none, uh, really. <laughs> I mean, the only time that I've seen players, NBA players, Pelican players, is when they're rehabbing and they they need to use the uh, the um, the whirlpool mm-hmm. over in our training room. That's the only time that I see them. So I don't know what it's like, even though we have it here. <laughs> That's fair. You know, your schedules are drastically different. right. But I will say this: it is cool uh, going into the lunchroom. On any given day. This is where it reminds me that this is more like a small college campus. Like, I'll be sitting there eating lunch. I go, oh, there's Ben Grubbs. Oh, there's Anthony Morrow and Anthony Davis. Oh, and Drew Brees. It's like... (laughs) It's like you never know who you're going to run into right. in the same lunchroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that's a little unique and does remind me of college a little bit, yeah. where multiple teams are sharing the same training table. So you're getting the experience, really. Oh, yeah, you get because maybe, maybe we, because we don't see each other. <laughs> yeah. But it is – I mean, it is – I mean, I, I, guess, I guess the opportunity is there, you know, for us to be exposed to that. But like you said, the schedules are different. I mean, right now they're, uh, you know, in season and playing a lot of games, and we're all season, so we're not even here. And if I wasn't rehabbing, I wouldn't be around the facility. So, you know, it's just different, just bad timing, really. Yeah, yeah. I think there was some worry, though, Anthony, for a while there that when the Pelicans facility finally got finished uh, back at, what, the end of the uh, late late summer, I guess it was, that – Coach Payton would be chasing his football guys out of the basketball. Out of the basketball. Yeah. Because I, I have learned one thing. Right. That is there are a lot of football guys who fancy themselves who, that who basketball think they're player. basketball yeah. players. And right. there are some basketball players who would love to go run uh, passing routes in the indoor football facility. Yeah, we definitely uh, did some work on the on the on the, on, the, on, the, on y'all's practice field right. outside, mm-hmm. and we did some some route running with football and working on cuts and 
Yeah, you know, I think yeah. I'm a I'm a possession receiver, so I was out there talking about <laughs> trash. But uh, it was fun though. It was fun. It's a unique situation being, you know, it's kind of like a small, sophisticated college, you know, with with the, the you know the Saints players. But I think for us, um, you know, just being, you know, it's a it's a great um historical you know franchise for us to be able to be a part of that and be around greatness. I think it's good for us and our organization. All right. Um, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back. Right. I want to discuss a couple other things with you all before you all head out today. So mm-hmm. let's do that. Let's take our first time out. We'll continue with Ben Grubbs and Anthony Morrow here on the Black and Blue Report after this. This Friday night, March 14th, your New Orleans Pelicans take flight when the Portland Trailblazers come to town. See all-star Anthony Davis when the action tips off at the Smoothie King Center at 7 p.m. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party gets underway at 5.30 with live music, interactive games for the kids, appearances by the Pelicans dance team, Pierre the Pelican, and a whole bunch more. Tickets for the Friday night matchup with the Blazers start as low as $16 and are available now at pelicans.com. I pledge. I pledge. I pledge. App Legions. App Legions. To NBA Game Time. The official app of the association. One app. 30 teams. With video. And live scoring. And stats. And custom alerts. And up to the second NBA. For all. For all. For all. Pledge your App Legions. Download the official NBA Game Time app on your phone or tablet's app store right now. Take the pledge. With NBA Game Time. The official app of the NBA. This is Pelicans guard Anthony Morrow, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Studio B. Our conversation continues with Anthony Morrow of the Pelicans, Ben Grubbs of the uh, New Orleans Saints as we uh, continue on this Thursday edition. Um, You know, let's talk free agency for a moment. It's the hot button right now in the NFL. We're kind of in the teeth of it on the NFL side. Anthony, we don't really see it on the the NBA side until, obviously, the summertime. Ben, for you, it's almost been two years to the day since you signed the free agent contract with the Saints. Mm-hmm. It was March 15th, 2012, correct? Correct. And, Anthony, you just went through it last summer yeah. in signing your contract with the New Orleans Pelicans. And I want to encourage you guys to kind of chat with each other about this. But, first of all, share just a little bit about the experience uh, for those of us who have never been through it. The good and the bad. Feel free. But then – Maybe the differences between the two sports and how they handle free agency. Um, ben, you want to start as far as the what good this time is like the, for an NFL free agent? Um, like you said, there's there's good and bad to free agency. Uh, for me, the bad was leaving uh, Baltimore, you know, the place where I was drafted. I was there for five years, established a lot of great relationships, um, you know, good people. Uh, I met my wife there, so at that time she was just my girlfriend. So, you know, having to leave that familiarity was the bad part. Um, The good part was, you know, I came to another great team. Um, You know, I was blessed to have a a nice contract. You know, that enabled me to to set my family straight. Um, I, I made some new friends. Uh, you know, we won a lot of games last year. So I think that would be, you know, the good and the bad. The bad is that, you know, you leave you leave something that you're used to. And, um, you know, the good part is that, you know, there's always a new chapter to your book. And, you know, the first year here, it was tough because, you know, we didn't have Coach Payton. 
Um, we didn't really have a winning season, but you know the the sun will eventually come out, mm-hmm. and it did last year. And we saw what we could, you know, what we could be. We got a glimpse of it, and you know, hopefully, this year would be even better. What about you, Anthony? That process, and I know you've gone through it actually, what a couple times. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, my first two years in Golden State, uh, you know, after you know leaving there, I had two partial deals. So after playing two full seasons. I was able to get, you know, a lucrative contract with the New Jersey Nets, but that process as a young as a young kid is almost like, oh, they don't want me anymore. I'm going crazy, but I mean, it's part of it's part of that was my first taste of the business, you know, and then going from Jersey to uh Atlanta in the Joe Johnson trade, that was, you know, that was kind of on a larger scale obviously, but I had been through it a little bit, so I was a little more mature in that situation, but um and then signing here this past summer, it was just a blessing coming off a lot of injuries last year and getting the opportunity, you know, to show what I can do this year. It, so it's, it's it's really worked out. But uh, the good is obviously, you know, a lot of times guys go from making, you know, a small amount of money to making, you know, a, a larger amount of money, obviously. And, and that's something that Ben said, you can take care of your family. Obviously, you you, you set yourself straight. But, um, you know, also just leaving what you're, what you're used to is, is huge, you know, when I was in Golden State, I thought I was going to be there forever, you know. And, you know, talking to a lot of veterans, they almost laughed and said, you know, it's just part of the business. You're still here. And, uh, you know, you just got to get used to it. It is a business. Yeah, There's yeah. no doubt. And I don't want anybody can't to forget that. think that's differently. Right. You know, it, yeah. it, and that's, that's part of it. All right, one similarity, I think, and then one real large difference here. The similarity, it would seem, between the NFL free agency and the NBA free agency is – is in a lot of ways, isn't it? Isn't it like a lot of what you went through as far as being recruited and choosing where you wanted to play college ball? Yeah. Do you, I mean, you're going to make a visit, perhaps, or yeah. they're going to try and sell their program to you. I mean, it goes both. It seems to be a, more of a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that fair to say on both sides? Yeah, yeah you're, you're close to it. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I would, I would rather have that college decision to make again rather than, <laughs> you know but I mean when you get older and you have a family you know you have my girlfriend my son you know and when you got family and people that depend on you so it's more you know obviously it's more magnified when you mm-hmm. got those type of circumstances to deal with but um on the other side of it, you weren't getting paid in college you know and you you know you weren't you know playing at the highest level in the sport that you're playing but you know it's it's, it's just about being actually it helped me grow up faster honestly, so it really helped me become the man I am today. Yeah. Well, you know, just like Anthony said, it's more, it's magnified when you're, when we're in the position that we're in right now. You know, I was speaking with my wife a couple days ago, and, you know, we're going on a year being married now, so this is really her first time experiencing off-season, and having, having made friends of the um, Malcolm's, Malcolm's wife, and uh, and Jabari's wife, and to see you know those players not here anymore, you know she's like, wow, this is this is tough, and this is you know this is a a a, a harsh business, and you know you never know, you know one day you're here, one day you're not, and I was like, yeah, but we have to remember that it is a business, just like we talked about. But the reason why it's magnified is because now I have to, you know, consider my family's uh, life as well as mine coming out of college it was just me right and uh and, and I went 45 minutes <laughs> up the street from my hometown so it wasn't that tough for me but now you know I'm moving a family and you know these are lives at stake and you know you, you're moving them to uncertainty and, and that makes you guys similar 
as strange as it may sound, to most working folk around the country. They have Definitely. to consider the same things. Yeah. All right, so the biggest difference, it would seem, is this. Now, on the NBA side, contracts are guaranteed. Mm. And that yeah. makes the or the NBA's free agency um, yeah. a little more uh, clear-cut, shall we say. On the yeah. NFL side, uh, that money's not guaranteed. Is Is that the largest difference between the two? Uh, leagues in their free agency right now. Because, uh, like Ben, on the NFL side, we're hearing these free agency deals right now. And I don't want to get into, you know, elaborate numbers and everything else. But, you know, you'll hear, oh, so-and-so signed a, a five- or six-year deal for X number of dollars. Well, that doesn't mean that the life mm -hmm. of that contract is going to mm -hmm. see its way all the way through. Right. And that money's going to be paid at the same number that was talked about when the news was reported. And, Anthony, on your end of the deal, when an NBA player signs a – three-year free agent contract for X number of dollars, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you can write that down. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so is is one more right than the other um, in your eyes? And I know I'm going to get just the Players Association side of this for, for both of you, but I'm curious. You started this one. <laughs> is one more right than the other, you're saying? Right. Is there a better yeah. way of doing it? Is there a better way of doing it? Uh Try and see I would, it from both sides, but I understand yeah. where you're going to come from a little bit here, especially with the physicality of your sport. Right. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about contracts on the NFL side, you know, our our main objective is to get as much money up front as we can because we know that, uh, you know, years four and five, three, four and five may not be guaranteed. So, I mean, with the physicality, you know, injury is inevitable. You're going to get hurt. Um I would love to see the money guaranteed. Um, Even if it means a shorter-term contract and maybe smaller dollar amounts. I mean, in, in essence, isn't it – I think it's, it all, uh -huh. it's all the same. Okay, three years, X amount of numbers guaranteed. Five years, X amount of numbers, three years of that guaranteed. I mean, it's pretty much all the same, I think. And then when you get to those later years, you know, you're probably going to restructure or – or, you know, usually the trend has been they cut you, release you, restructure you, trade you. Uh, it's all the same, man. It keeps you on your toes, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it it does. Whereas it does, but, I'm, you know, I'm not going to slack anyway. I mean, you know, I guess that's just the, the what 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 this, uh, the NFL or, you know, they say when you get paid, you get lazy. No. Well, some players do, but, mm -hmm. you know, if you – if you love what you do and you're competitive and, you know, you you take pride in what you do, you're going to continue to work no matter what. So I worked when I was broke. I'm going to work when I have money. And you'll be set for life because of that kind of an ethic. Yeah. Anthony, on the NBA side, let's be honest here. The criticism is the the guaranteed contract can make for tough situations for teams as players age and or injuries and or poor work ethic. I mean, yeah. you can see that, right? I know the Players Association will never let go of this guaranteed, yeah. guaranteed contract, but that would be the criticism. Yeah, I mean, fair or not? I mean, I, you got you got to take into consideration, especially when you're working upstairs, you know, for for an organization, NBA organization, or NFL organization. Um, that's something you got to take take into consideration, but also in the process of picking and, and choosing the players that you want, I think you got to go for the guys with the high character that you know are going to work hard. You know, when they don't have it, you know, or, or when they do get the, the large contract, they're still going to work hard. 
So uh, I think the process of picking your team and picking your players is larger in, in that regard because, you know, anybody can get a lot of money and, and slack off and say, I'm not going to work as hard, you know, but you want to find those guys may not be as talented maybe. I don't know what it is. I'm not a GM. I'm not a – I don't own any teams. But um, I think that's where it starts, though, honestly. I, I think that's when you get down to the – you know, to to the grit of the issue is about who you're bringing into your organization and how they're going to represent your organization. All right, that's Anthony Morrow, the Pelicans, Ben Grubbs of the Saints. we got one more segment to do. Uh, the tough questions are over. Good. When we come back, I'm going to each ask, ask each guy, if they were commissioner of their respective leagues for a day, what they'd want to change maybe in one fell swoop. So you guys give that some thought while we take a quick time out. The Black and Blue yeah. Report, the special Thursday edition, continues right, here from Studio B right after this. <laughs> Every year, people whose statistics say would die from a serious health problem come to Auctioner and live. To us, nothing proves quality more than saving a life no one else could. In fact, on average, statistics say patients who come here are more likely to survive than at other hospitals in the state. Incredible outcomes aren't just happening at one hospital either. Seven of the top hospitals in the state for survival rates are Auctioner. We're also Louisiana's only hospital ranked by U.S. News & World Report in eight different specialties and number one in the country by care checks for liver transplant. It's no wonder people from all over the world come here. A higher quality of care, one more reason to choose Auctioner. And with hospitals and health centers all over the region, connecting is as easy as finding the Auctioner name. Learn more about why quality matters at auctionerquality.org. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. <gasps> this is the Black and Blue Report. All right, so we're going to get to uh, the big question I posed to you guys before the uh, the last break there. Anthony Morrow with the Pelicans is with us. Ben Grubbs of the New Orleans Saints. Welcome back to Studio B. I'm Sean Kelly. Uh, real quick, though, Anthony, I did I, I kind of didn't go over this in depth during the first segment, but Maybe a thought or two, as I know some Pelicans fans are listening this morning and still talking about last night's game to, to Memphis. It kind of ended in a really strange way. Mm. Um, what did, when you left the arena last night, the Smoothie King Center, what was going through your head about last night's game? Oh, uh, man. Um, just that it was a tough one. We should have. We I think we definitely could have won the game. Um, I think that with Tyreek and Eric being out, some situations we got a little, little anxious, you know, and, and myself included. Uh, down the stretch in the offense where we uh, could have executed a little bit better down the stretch. We kind of rushed, and, and I wouldn't say panic, but, you know, I think we, we felt like we wanted to win that game so bad. You know, we played that well against a playoff team without, you know, not to mention Drew and all those guys that are out. But, um, I mean, I think that just goes to, you know, I take my hat off to the, to the guys and the coaching staff. The game plan was great. I think we played hard defensively. We, we played extremely well. You know, I think offensively we struggled a little. But, you know, you got to expect some of that with, with, the, with the guys that we had out. Well said. You know, Ben, I've got to break down games with these guys 82 times a year. Mm. Can you imagine that after, what, just 16? 16. In the NFL? Yeah. Um, big difference there. Yeah, huge difference. Uh, the difference in the similarity between the two, uh, it's a striking conversation. Uh, this is really cool to have both of you guys in studio today, the first time we've done this. All right, so the question was before the break, and this is how we'll kind of close things out with you guys today. Um, if I could uh, grant you all uh, commissioner powers for the day, 
um, what would you like to change in your respective leagues? So I know that Ben was still thinking a little bit, and Anthony Morrow seemed like the break couldn't go fast enough. So, <laughs> Amo, we'll start with you. Uh, today I grant you Commissioner Powers in the NBA. You're welcome. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as I've been here, I've been in the league. This is my sixth year, so, um, you know, it's come a long way even since I've been in the league. It's, it's gotten a lot better, um, a lot more clean. Um, Commissioner Stern has done a great job. Uh, Silver, Commissioner Silverman's doing a great job as well. But, uh, I mean, maybe some, some minor changes to, to the dress code. You know, I like I like the clean up look now than it was when I first came into the league. <laughs> it's a lot better. But uh I think fashion's kinda taking some different steps and you know, I think that the, the dress code's a little behind in those steps. So, uh in that regard, maybe some minor changes like that. Nothing too nothing too major. And uh secondly, um maybe the the age the age uh issue again. Um I know that they're trying to make it you know, cleaner and, and guys come into the league a little bit older. But, uh, I mean, I always had this conversation. Some of the greatest players of my generation came out of high school, you know. So, I mean, with some of those guys getting that opportunity young, once again seeing the character of those people in their background uh, would help the situation go a lot easier. But, I mean, I would like to see that come back, guys come out of high school, just because I think, you know, it's, it's you know, that's a special special situation for so those guys. So you'd wipe out the one and done. yeah. Yeah. Wow, you're the first player I've talked to this week that I, I mean, takes I, that side yeah, of the fence. Yeah, I know, but I mean, thinking from if I'm if I'm an 18 year old, right, and I am, I came out of a you know it was a single parent home. My mom raised me well, but mm-hmm. you know, coming out of the situation, I had enough sense to know, you know, if I had that kind of talent, my mom and the, my background would have taken me, you know, that transition would have been a little smoother than some people that you know haven't had that kind of background. So, um, I mean, I would wipe it out, you know. I know it's weird. I'm 28 no, years it's, old. It's, it's not weird. It's, I'm just glad to hear the other side of the argument. Um, yeah. A couple of the guys I've talked to during these special shows this week have kind of uh, argued the other side, which is yeah. let's let players grow and um, become a little more disciplined and mature. So I'm I'm glad that you brought yeah. that up today. I mean, some guys, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, you take a guy like Nerlens Noel who got hurt, you know, in college. Uh, he was going to be a clear-cut number one pick. Still was a lottery pick, you know, still is living his dream. But, you know, I mean, I hate to see that. I hated to see that happen. So if that could be prevented, you know, why not? Okay, good. Good answer. All right, Ben. Uh, today I, I grant you Commissioner Powers okay. of the National Football League. Congratulations. <laughs> Mr. Commissioner, well, what would you like to change here on your first day? Um, each year during the off season, I think the owners get together and they talk about the rules that they want to implement for this season. So uh, – you know, with that being said, their objective is to make the the game better, safer, and uh, you know, you but by doing that, you you're kind you're kind of uh, working the trial and error thing because you really don't know what's going to work. Um, the illegal hits, you know, has been a, a huge problem in the NFL, and you know the 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 officials they they're doing the best job that they can do, but there's there's a lot of uh, gray area in there. So I think that, you know, the illegal hits should be reviewable, you know, similar to college. And, uh, you know, if they if they threw a flag on a hit and they reviewed it and say, oh, it's not, it wasn't illegal, okay, take the flag. And, you know, the game continues to go and neither side is uh, is affected by that. And I think that will be huge because that, that affects not only – 
it affected not only us this year, but a lot of other teams. And it, and it, cha it definitely changes the, 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 um, the way of the game, the pace of the game. And, um, you know, usually I, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of the Seattle game. Uh, when Raphael hit Percy. Yes. Percy Harvey. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was, that was a good hit. If I can recall correctly, maybe and I'm being happened, biased. Yep. And I mean, it's just lightning fast too. Right. Thing. Right. It was a good hit, and um, you know, it it took him out, which you know you never want to see that. But a clean hit, hey, football. It's football. You know, it's a physical game, and you know things like that are going to happen. Now, I don't condone you know illegal hits, and I want the game to be as safe as it can possibly be. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we have to remember that it's still football, and that's the and that's the and that's the sermon that a lot of uh older players are preaching right now you know you you can't you can't take away the the physicality of the game because things are going to happen and it's unfortunate but they will happen okay all right anything else commissioner no what what is the what was the one and done thing the, the one and done before we is close what was in, uh negotiating the last uh, CBA, CBA yeah. um is this is that uh, a player is eligible to enter the NBA after one year of college or um, 19 years of age. Yeah. Um, so what they basically eliminated was coming out of high, school. Out of high school. Oh, Kevin I didn't even know that. And uh, J.R. Really? Smith and a few others um, Kobe Bryant. that have done that. Yeah, there's a, there's a list. <laughs> Kobe Bryant, too. Yeah. It's a very, very small list, though, yeah. keep in mind. Um, and what's happened here, Ben, is that uh, so guys have gone off to college, mm -hmm. and they play one year. Anthony Davis is a prime example. Now, he ended up being a number one overall pick. So, again, yeah. he's kind of in this small, rare class of player. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of people's eyes, and I won't share my own opinions on this for today. We'll do another show on that. <laughs> but in a lot of other people's eyes, it's ruining college basketball because guys go to class in the fall to stay eligible, and they don't have to attend in the spring because it's not going to impact their second year. They're only in the college program for one year, which means there's no continuity in the college program. Those kids aren't getting multiple years of more fundamental work before they enter the NBA. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, when guys get to the NBA, socially there's some awkwardness. Teammates are 21 and over. They're under 21. Um, Maturity-wise, physicality, all that plays into it. Now, as Amos said, there is another side of the argument. There are going to mm -hmm. be the rare exceptions for guys to be able mm -hmm. to be ready to go coming out of right. high school. Um, the one argument is, how do I tell Anthony Morrow that he can't go out and try and earn a paycheck if he's good enough to play? And there are arguments on both sides of that. And then, um, much like college football has become kind of the training ground for the NFL, mm -hmm. the NBA has its own D-League now, and there are also overseas opportunities. So do you strengthen the developmental league by having young guys go through that first? As as maybe an alternative to college, I don't know. So anyway, or do you compensate them in college while they're playing in college? Aren't they getting so, a scholarship? Right. Am I opening up a whole another show? show? Yeah, you are. Yeah, show. Yeah, right. We can definitely um, do another show. Yeah, on that. on that too. I got a um, lot to say. But anyway, <laughs> Commissioner Silver's proposing uh, instead of one and done, two and through, and going more to what Major League Baseball's kind of done, which is either the two and through would be simply this: after two years of college or the age of twenty, then you could enter the NBA. Major League Baseball, though, I think in my eyes has it right over both college and the NBA. Because in college football, there are rules about when you can enter the yeah, league. You know that. Three? After your junior year, yeah. correct. Mm -hmm. In baseball, the choice is this. 
you can enter the Major League Baseball draft after leaving high school, or if you pass on that opportunity, then you cannot become draft eligible again until after your junior year or the age of 21. So it's two decisions. It's one, am I going to go right away and then work my way up through the minors, or am I going to go to college and play there for a couple of years and then be eligible again? I liked it. That's I, didn't, a I didn't know that. That's a much better choice, yeah, I think. That's a lot better. So either you declare right away, or you get drafted and you don't like the selection, and then you go off to college. But once you make that decision to go play college baseball, you're you're out of the mix until yeah. 21 mm-hmm. or third year. Maybe yeah. that's closer to the way it should go. I, I don't know. I think that would be good. You got to get to practice, uh, young man. Yeah, and uh, and I'm glad, so glad you stopped by today. We've oh, yeah, we've talked briefly on a couple of occasions, but this has been our longest visit, mm-hmm. and it's been a real pleasure to say the least. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you all want to get off your chest today? <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah, I'm good. I think oh. I brought up a couple of uh, little fire bombs there at the end. Maybe we'll have you guys back, yeah. and we'll talk about scholarships for paying college athletes that would be a really interesting show that'll work if you're open to that maybe we'll try and find some time definitely hey as we get close to the softball tournament let's have you back to talk about the specifics yeah um since we're what about 60 days out Mm -hmm. so um when will you be back in town to to begin some off-season stuff i guess formally i'm here you're here here now okay i know guys are in and out yeah i'm rehabbing though okay Mm -hmm. i know it's slow going Uh uh-huh definitely but all right it's, it'll get there. All right. Continue. Good luck on that. All right. Thank Let's you. Let's talk before May 15th. All right. I'll see you uh, at the Smoothie King Center tomorrow night. Yep. Got a big one tomorrow. Big Portland. one. Big one. All right. Got to get it. All right. Guys, thanks so much. Anthony thank Morrow, you. New Orleans Pelicans, Ben Grubbs, New Orleans Saints. Great show, thank guys. You. Thanks for having me. All right. I'll be back to wrap it up. We'll take care of this Thursday's Black and Blue Report. Quick timeout, and we'll uh, put a wrap on it after this. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. So we've been doing this show now since, um, what, late July. Um, there have been a lot of uh, good interviews and a great guest on these on this uh, program. But i got to say, this week has been a lot of fun having a lot of these guys uh, stop by. Um, Studio B and, of course, over at the uh, Smoothie King Center as well. Today's show was phenomenal. I hope you enjoyed it. It was the first time we'd been able to get one guy from each team in the uh, in the studio at the same time. So special thanks to Ben Grubbs and Anthony Morrow for stopping by today. Uh, what'd you think, producer Dan? Not bad. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna wrap up our special week um, and we're gonna go a little young. We're gonna get Jeff Withy in here, who just turned 24. I guess he's not that young compared to some of the guys we've had on. He's young to us, shall we say? The uh, Pelicans rookie will be uh, in studio with us after shoot around tomorrow at the Smoothie King Center. And we have some surprises for him. 
to wrap things up as we've enjoyed a very special week of guest co-hosts. Um, and Jeff should be a, 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 an entertaining guy, that's for sure. Uh, I won't make fun of his Kansas Jayhawks too much. But then again, I, I really can't So because they've won like the Big 12 like 10 years in a row. So he'll he'll bring that up to me, I'm sure, tomorrow being a Missouri kid uh, back in the day. Uh, anyway, so that's tomorrow's program on the Black and Blue Report. We'll continue to cover NFL free agency tomorrow. I think we might have a national guest lined up for that uh, to kind of put a wrap on week one. Um, Judy Batista may be our guest. And I know Judy's been out uh, in Denver a lot this week, and they've <laughs> – They've made some big signings this week to Marcus Ware, of course, uh, now in that mix for the Broncos. Uh, there were reports this morning, as we're recording here uh, in the morning at Studio B, reports out this morning that uh, the New Orleans Saints have traded Darren Sproles to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles for a fifth-round pick. There is no confirmation from the team at this time about that, uh, but did at least uh, want to acknowledge that there are reports out there. And so we'll see how that plays out, of course, when the team is ready to uh, – to talk about that, if there is something to talk about, you'll go to the source, won't you? NewOrleansSaints.com. You bet. John DeShays will be there with that. I know he's been working on a lot of material uh, here this week. Uh, he worked late into the night last night. I missed him at the basketball game. But uh, I'm anxious to see what John has for us, not only today, but perhaps tomorrow as well on NewOrleansSaints.com. Don't forget, Toast for the Coast with the Pelicans is this Saturday night at the Audubon Aquarium of the Americas. That is the... Uh, Rather large uh, charity event that the Pelicans do every year. This year it's got a bit of a new format to it. A little less formal, but still the same purpose. uh, To have a great time, to uh, really have a great chance to uh, mingle with the players and raise money. And this year the proceeds from the event go toward the Audubon Nature Institute's uh, ongoing efforts to provide education and otherwise for coastal preservation. Uh, So a big time event in a very cool venue on Saturday night, the details can be found at pelicans.com, and it is not too late to get tickets for that event on Saturday night. Um, otherwise, the Monty Williams Show is yours uh, on the FM side of the dial, 105.3 FM tonight at 8 o'clock. We'll visit extensively with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams, and we'll go, we'll go in-depth with Pelicans basketball over a 30-minute time period, again, starting at 8 Central tonight. This microphone's about to turn off. I need to turn this voice off for the rest of the day. I'm hurting today a little bit, gang. Uh, Last night's game got to me, I think. Um, Anyway, so I appreciate you joining us on this Thursday. I certainly hope you enjoyed our show today with Ben Grubbs and Anthony Morrow. Help us spread the word, won't you, about the Black and Blue Report. It's yours. We're doing it for you. It's the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. It can be found at NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, both of the two team apps, and, of course, yours free on iTunes. For Daniel Sallerson, Ben Grubbs, Anthony Morrow, and uh, many more who helped out with today's program. I'm Sean Kelly. See, there it is. The voice is already cracking. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.